Hi, this is Pastor Anna Sorensen at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining together in worship, even as we can't join together in person. A reading from Matthew, chapter 15, beginning with verse 10. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain to this parable to us. Then Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach? and goes out into the sewer. But whatever comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. Food is a means of welcome. And food can be a means of exclusion. Who is welcome at your table? Who would be turned away? When we break bread with others, do we delight in preparing a meal that they can eat? Or do we purposefully include foods to which people have allergies or that make them unwell? 
My vegetarian friend can't visit her in-laws for meals because they refuse to provide food that she can eat. And there are customs around food, the kinds of foods served at celebrations that make one feel at home or out of place in a new culture. Eating while traveling is often an adventure in learning about culture and cultural norms. How and how much to eat, who goes first, what flavors are familiar and which are challenging to our taste buds. But in my experience, the most challenging of all food experiences is the middle school lunchroom. There is a social hierarchy to navigate. Who may sit where? Who is welcome at which table? A student must know which groups, which groups will make room for newcomers and which groups are closed to outsiders. Some people move easily between groups while others are shunned by most, if not all, of their peers. The lunchroom was a source of great anxiety for me when I was a young teen because there was nothing worse than sitting down at a table and having people turn away and ignore me. Or even worse, standing up and walking away. Now, this never happened to me, but I witnessed a classmate being told, this table is full, even as there were open seats. Popular kids became gatekeepers of who was in and who was out on any given day. I learned to dislike the gatekeepers because in the lunchroom, they often kept me out. Being excluded or told that you don't belong here never feels good. Now, I've gotten pretty good at hearing gatekeeping words or noticing how body language conveys the same message. Adults are often, but not always, more subtle than middle schoolers. There are plenty of people who will tell someone you just don't belong here dirty looks, phrases muttered that are barely audible, failure to welcome, jokes that aren't funny. My colleague, Pastor Bailey, served a congregation along the U.S.-Mexico border, and he always pushed back on us on the jokes, you know, the ones about true Lutherans and Ludifisk. He would remind us that not all Lutherans are Scandinavians. The Lutherans in the congregation that he served ate tostados for festival church meals. It's a joke if you're on the inside eating the lutefisk, but it's a means of telling who really belongs and who doesn't if it's a food you've never even heard of. Who is welcome at the table? So here's a confession. I don't really like this morning's gospel reading. Jesus looks like the bullying gatekeeper of who can sit down at the table. Now Jesus had traveled to Tyre and Sidon, and while he was there, a Canaanite woman, unnamed, called out to him for mercy, 
asking for an exorcism and healing for her daughter. Jesus ignored her, which was nicer than the response of the disciples or Jesus' next words to the woman. The disciples wanted her sent away. And then Jesus spoke again. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, you don't belong with me. You can't sit at this table. My mercy is not for you. She persisted in her request. Lord, have mercy. And his response, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And yes, it was as rude to call a woman a dog in the street of Tyre as it would be to call a woman a dog in the high school lunchroom. Jesus doesn't come out looking real good in this story. Maybe he needs to eat. Someone get the rabbi a Snickers. I mean, I know that I'm not at my best with others when I am hungry. Hangry, some people call it. When you haven't eaten in a while and your mood impacts how you treat others. In any case, the Canaanite woman presses. Yes, but even dogs get crumbs, she insists. Here is a woman who knows that a scrap from Jesus' table would be more than enough. She knows that the mercy of God doesn't need to be a feast, just a crumb. And in her persistence, Jesus recognized faith. She knew that what she needed was God's mercy, and she knew where to find it. She found it in God's Son. She didn't resent that others have a more prominent place at God's table. She did not object to God's chosen people being seated first at the feast. In humility, the Canaanite woman in this story set herself in the lowliest of low positions with the dogs who sniff after crumbs that children drop. It would be enough. In the first part of today's gospel lesson, Jesus teaches us that it is not what goes into the body that defiles, but one what comes out. That is, the purity of adherence to the dietary laws is not evidence of a godly heart, but words that come from the mouth and actions that come from the hands give evidence of one's righteousness. What comes from the mouth proceeds from the heart. We might add today that not only what proceeds from the mouth is evidence of the heart, but also what proceeds from our keyboards and our social media. And as a side note, people of God, be sure that your words and your writing do not bear evil witness. See, what proceeds from the mouth comes from the heart. What comes from the mouth of the Canaanite woman is hope, insistence even, that the mercy of God is not reserved for the pure or for the few. She speaks faith. 
that the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the healing of God is big enough, even for a Canaanite, even for a woman, even for someone who has not been invited to the table. In her words, Jesus was recalled to his mission, which was first to Israel and then to all the nations. And by the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus instructed his disciples to carry the mercy of God and the promise of baptism to all the world. The Canaanite woman's words became a meal of mercy for Jesus, the one who embodies God's mercy in the world. The Canaanite woman joins the long chorus of people who call on God to be faithful to his promises. The faithful have long prayed, Lord, remember your mercy to your people. And as the psalmist sings, let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all the nations. The Canaanite woman words become our prayer. Lord, have mercy. Just a scrap would be enough. This story of Jesus encountering the Canaanite woman reminds us that our little bite, our mere crumb of God's mercy is more than enough. We have a place at God's table not because of who we are, or who our parents are, or what we eat, or our behavior, or our offering checks, or some other worldly measure. We come to God's table because the goodness of God is so abundant that it can't be contained by the table. The mercy of God rolls off onto the floor. The forgiveness of God overflows the cup. And a crumb is a feast of mercy. Thanks be to God.